If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland. A mysterious, all-powerful character. What a crusade of the law. Hello, C2E2, and welcome to the best little comic book channel on YouTube panel. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Now, normally, uh, it would be all four of us, but uh, given coordinating schedules, uh, we were losing 50% of our cast today. That would be Ben and Ethan, uh, mm -hmm. but they do uh, send their regrets, and they wish they could join us today, and hopefully they'll watch the panel at some point and see what they missed out on. It was a lot. It's a lot. You're, you're going to really get the full, naked details on how this channel is run. Oh, and, details. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, 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 no. It's not going to be anything less than... Uh, an open book as far as how this channel is concerned and no X ratings going on that's, anywhere else. So that's good. Cool. I promise. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, welcome to this virtual panel uh, in Chicago. I myself only been in Chicago one time and it was, uh, it was a layover. Uh, Tiffany, you never been in Chicago? Never. <laughs> I haven't gone like anywhere. So it's like always a good bet. I've never been there. That's fair. That's fair. I, I wish I'd been to Chicago. I, uh, I, I'm fascinated by the city. There's a lot of movies I like that take place in Chicago. They have uh, a lot of wind. As I understand it, they manufacture or export wind. On the daily. Is my understanding. Yeah. The main export of Chicago. Exactly. That and, and casseroles. I will also say that uh, <laughs> specifically regarding, yes, pizza casseroles, that is. Uh, <laughs> Regarding C2E2, many people think I've been to it. I uh, thought you had too. Even my I'm beloved wife, people. Tiffany, who yeah. is a member of this channel, uh, thinks that I've been to this show. I've never yeah. been to this show. And it's because it, years ago, uh, I, we were part of a, a, a podcast network called The Weekly Poll. And mm -hmm. uh, two of those people who no longer do that show anymore uh, went to C2E2 and did a whole panel. And they were like, yeah, you were on that panel. And I'm like, Never been to Chicago. <laughs> no, it's funny. I knew you weren't on a panel, but for some reason, I still thought you went. I think it's because you went to that Canadian thing. Yes, as well. I did go to a, a rival con. A, yeah, a, I'm not even going to mention less, it by name. Yes, an inferior show. Uh, but you, I, I, that's why I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have no excuse. I just have yeah. no idea where you've been and what you've been doing. That's fair. That's fair. And as it should be. Uh, but no, so ha here's how it's going to work. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the state of the industry. We're going to talk about the comic book industry, that is, uh, mm -hmm. and the YouTube industry. We're going to talk about uh, our channel, how we uh, run it, and where it's going in the future. And then we're going to open the floor up to a bunch of questions, which we, uh, thanks to this virtual show, actually got ahead of time, thanks to our Patreon, patreon.com slash comic pop, and our Discord, oh. which you can join if you go to our channel and click any video in the description every link that you ever need from our channel okay. is in the descriptions of every video we make so great yeah yeah it's gonna be great i'm excited for it because it's we got some really really fun questions and uh so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that but before we do uh yeah so here it is uh this is why did i call it the best little comic book channel on youtube and i i say it's because uh we offer <laughs> because a, we are because we are because it's true you know because i don't lie and here's the truth uh, we are the best little comic book channel on YouTube. And I say little because uh, we've been at this for eight years now, mm -hmm. I'd say. Yeah, 2005 yeah. or 2015 till now. And now is almost 2022. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and we actually been doing it before 2015. But 2015 is when we changed the name and then became Comic Pop and, yeah. and did it kind of full time. Absolutely. As well. Or at least I did it full time. Yeah, I don't. No, no. Uh, and that's an interesting. So here you get Here you go. What is Comic Pop? Comic Pop is a comic book YouTube channel and actually now a channel network where uh, four of us, that is to say myself, Tiffany, and our other invisible compatriots, Ben and Ethan, uh, talk about comic books to some degree and, uh, and, and, and give our commentary on the industry, on stories, on character and informational, uh, you know, factoids about mm -hmm. all of that. Uh, and it started out as one channel and then grew or broke. Depends on what your definition of it is because of how things worked uh, yeah. in the YouTube spectrum. But as it started, we were like, here's a channel about comic books. Um, originally, it was a sketch channel, <laughs> which, yes. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was we tried that. We did. We tried that. We were like, hey, sketches, we're funny. And uh, we found it we're was hard to make. 
Yeah, we're not that funny. We're not that kind of funny. funny. We're not that kind of funny. Yeah, we need we need a prompt of some kind. And so uh, we we found that my reviews for comics were getting more views than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know something about comic books. We'll talk about that. And we immediately launched into back issues like back issues did not take back issues are made flagship flagship show where I take a comic book or Tiffany takes a comic book and breaks it down, talks about it and explains it to two co-hosts who didn't read it and have very little context for that story. And uh, that's a that's a site of uh, contention and interest for a lot of people. Some folk love this premise. Some folk hate this premise. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the reason why the premise exists in the first place is because I've been producing back issues for much of my life uh, where I've explained a story, character, comic book to people who have no context for it. And they always ask really funny or insightful questions that the comic book audience, normal, regular, everyday readers just don't have the context. But they, they're, they're, they, they're so familiar with the subject that they don't think to ask, you know, why? Because mm -hmm. they take it for granted. Yeah. And so I found these really interesting uh, questions could be the fodder for a future career in YouTube. And it's served us well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, but Back Issues was the first show we made. It was like, boom, that's the show. And it mm -hmm. was, so Tiffany, you came up with the idea of put the camera down, set it up, film it, and we produced that show. Yeah. And uh, immediately I was like, we, our production value sucks. We got to move. And we moved it into a comic book store mm -hmm. where we had access to books. So we were doing another show called Off the Rack, which has evolved over the years into mm -hmm. a comic book review show. Uh, starring ourselves, actually, it's yeah. very similar to what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it, it, it and it and it expanded. And from 2015 to uh, I guess about the last two, three, three years or so, mm -hmm. we uh, we produced I don't know, let's say a dozen different shows for the channel. Uh, creating, yeah, I could, I could, yeah. Right, you can name probably a dozen comic. I don't know if I can name a dozen, but yeah, it's up there. Let me think, because, okay, we did one show where it was called Done in One, where it was explaining a character or story in less than a minute. Mm -hmm. That's one. Uh, <clears throat> Dramatic Comics, which was a show where we dramatically reenacted key moments in comic yeah, book history. A couple of scenes. Yep, a couple of scenes. Uh, Secret Wars TLDR, Too Long yes. Didn't Read. That was our Secret Wars exclusive show, which took place during Secret Wars, where we just, mm -hmm. e each of us grabbed a series of books and then explained them. Uh, that was fun. And did really well for our channel for a while, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Back issues off the rack. Uh, Elseworlds Exchange, which is our podcast show where I and a co-host talk about a subject for about an hour. Uh, sometimes it's a comic book creator interview show. Other mm -hmm. times it's more just like a evergreen. Hey, what are the best Batman costumes of the multiverse? Or, mm -hmm. hey, what's what's DC going to do in the future with uh, the change in management? That kind of thing. Uh, so what are we on? Six? Yes. Okay. Not bad. Okay. Uh, GBU. GBU are the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is a show we still produce today, which is uh, a show where um, we all read three comic books that are united under some kind of theme and then uh, talk about, we rate them after mm -hmm. we explain them. And, and it's kind of like, which one's the good, the bad, and the ugly? And those are the criteria, like good, yeah. bad, ugly. And uh, if anything's especially heinous, goes in the wrong box where we That's collect right. all these really, really uh, egregious comic books. And th that goes over there. Uh, so that's what seven. Uh huh. Okay. I've got right. I've got I got an easy three more. Okay. All right. Well, let's comic hear comic line. Comic line, where it's a uh, much more intensive kind of like news desk uh, analysis comic book discussion mm -hmm. show where we talk about but usually news in the industry. You know, a key creator leaves the the company or uh, a new tech company is setting the industry on fire or you know something to that effect, and we'll talk yes. about it for about forty five minutes or so. That's a good show. Uh, letters page do. letters page where you open up letters and packages from the audience we find that uh we have a really really tight-knit audience of uh incredible people and they have sent us through our p.o box so many different amazing things either like candy from their countries or letters that express their uh fondness for the channel or their or just in, tell us their story or just like, tell us their incredible. story about who they are where they came from mm -hmm. and we'll we find that like if we can dedicate a whole show to that and keep it alive uh we do so with letters page mm -hmm. uh, so that's another show uh comic fights comic fights we did that one yeah remember that, that was show? a thing we did that was uh very similar to a show uh that existed that i don't think exists anymore uh was which was very popular where it was basically just a debate show take yeah take two it's characters like, who would beat the other 
yeah, yeah. it was kind of like a like it was a like yeah it was girl. it wasn't even like that necessarily it was trying to pitch which idea was better right exactly yeah that was a fun show that was a fun show um yeah. and so then i also had a a early show that like it disappeared quickly but hack yes. and splash hack and splash page which was uh <laughs> tiffany is a uh much more indie comic book reader than i yeah. am and uh her insights as uh, your background is in art and mm -hmm. uh so you have a unique perspective on a particularly artistic medium like comic books and indie tends to kind of go in that direction mm -hmm. so you uh married those two elements together into a show where you like I, and it also attached your uh interest in filmmaking as well yeah that last episode was my favorite oh yeah that was nobody cared east of west yes no it wasn't east of west it was um oh my gosh what 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 was it it's um the volume is flora and fauna it's oh yeah yeah manifest destiny that's it um yeah that that episode i, was, I went out on a high note you did that me. was a great, that was a great I, episode. I i love that episode i'm proud of it to this yeah. day um, um <clears throat> it was years ago and i'm like yeah it's the best thing i've ever done that was really cool no, um, <laughs> no way you, you've your your best work is yet to come and we're going to talk more about that in a minute but anyway that that's that was just... 11 i couldn't come up with another one except like i know you've done like um specials like where, and one shots and... yeah and like where to start that kind of thing yeah like, yeah comic pop after dark <laughs> after dark which is just a live stream where um sometimes i'll just jump there. online at like a dozen shows <laughs> there at least a dozen shows because i could think of at least a couple more okay like tiff's picks which was a show where you just i had like one episode yeah whatever it's still a show we made <laughs> in any case, we're a prolific YouTube channel, and sure. uh, we've made a lot of different types of content, specifically ingrained in the comic book world over yes. the last uh, six, seven or eight years. And if you've made it this far into the video of us just patting ourselves onto the back, oh, now I we're going to get into it. <clears throat> yeah, now we're going to prove to you why we're the best. No, it's it's <laughs> not about that. It's It's more about introducing you to what we are and kind of talking about the world of comic book YouTube, because it's such an interesting place and it's so different mm -hmm. from where it started and where it started was so odd and undefined and i think it hasn't changed much in terms of definition and like expectations mm -hmm. like the expectations are either through the roof or non-existent mm -hmm. and the definitions don't exist like there are no definitions about what comic tube is right especially when you introduce other competing elements like comic talk like tiktok and the mm -hmm. comic book spectrum over there which is a whole other ball game mm -hmm. which maybe we'll get to but in the meantime okay. um i just mentioned the fact that like we called it this this title because i was like we've been kind of like pushing a rock up a hill for seven or eight years and mm -hmm. we've been producing content that is emblematic of our desire to be creative and to talk honestly and openly about this medium which we all love mm -hmm. and that has not necessarily yielded millions of subscribers or hundreds no. of thousands of views but we do well enough you know mm -hmm. there's an old uh there's there's an old like joke i think and i don't remember the whole thing but i'll just say the punchline which is just like i do okay like it's just we do okay we do yeah. all right here mm -hmm. at comic pop and uh while we have never quite blasted through that glass ceiling um I think we've made a really interesting reputation for ourselves. <laughs> and uh, well, I, I like to say that it, for us, it's more about our community because we have actually grown a community. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a, a value on that that maybe can't be expressed in terms of like a monetary value necessarily, but like, it is an incredible value. Oh, absolutely. No, uh, we have been forever defined by our community and it's like it's passion and it's uh, dedication and it's uniqueness and uh there's there's nothing like it i mean every time we do like a well pre-pandemic years like when we did meet and greets or uh panels like these um the the outpouring of uh of of, of kindness and, and generosity and, and 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 creativity has just been overwhelming mm -hmm. uh, so we're, we're we're really really lucky to have that kind of audience out there which we've cultivated thanks to this world that we live in this online space that you know <laughs> can't be defined uh but yeah comics tube is really interesting and it's uh and our place in it has always been kind of just like 
I, I like to think of us, you know, as like a buoy that's just kind of like, we never sink, but we're just kind of like going with the flow. Like right. things are happening and <laughs> storms will come and rage and we'll just be like, okay, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> Hope I don't capsize. Because um, when I first started, like we we came about around the same time as like Benny the Comic Story and, and mm-hmm. others like uh, Variant from, uh, well, Variant, Eris, Eris and Variant and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all kind of, carved out our own niche what we're doing how we how we talk about comics or how we approach it and uh all came about around the same time and then uh the 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 world just kind of like went in another direction it was interesting to see like how you could because of course around that time avengers had made a billion dollars and changed the discourse about comic book adaptations Mm -hmm. and the culture at large's search slash demand for more information about that world right and so we were lucky benefactors <laughs> of that kind of shift yes or beneficiaries i should say we weren't benefit we didn't we didn't bestow that no. news. we uh we 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 drank from it <laughs> <laughs> i would say yeah we did um and then uh and then things things started to change in, in, in an interesting way it blew up you know people really started to uh find their niche and i think that's representative of the um the culture at large where like you know it used to be you know you watch tv right tv mm-hmm. now tv of course for those of you who aren't watching uh is a uh, was a thing where people used to produce content for it and you didn't know what was going to be on there and you just cycled through all these different channels using a, mach- a magic little little square right in any case um <laughs> You know, TV, they made stuff. They put it mm-hmm. on there. And they you know, they had their metrics and their test audiences. But for the most part, they just kind of threw stuff at the at the box. And people were like, well, that's what's on the box. I guess I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And then culture uh, started to curate its content. Cable came about. Comedy Central. So a place just for comedy. Uh, just 24-hour news networks. Um, and it started to reflect what people people's browsing habits and mm-hmm. uh and now we're in a place where it's like i don't i don't watch like you, you can imagine a world where like i are uh, a colleague of ours comics explained rob from comics explained he has a he had a channel originally called marvel explained mm-hmm. and i remember there being great debate about whether he should include dc content like that's yes. how crazy things were yeah and i'm glad he did <laughs> Oh, for sure. And I'm sure he is too. But uh, my 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 reason for bringing it up is because like nowadays, I'll bet you could get away with doing because I remember he made Marvel Explained. And then like when we were debating it, he made DC Explained and he had two different channels. And then he went, ah, I should make it all comics explained. That's when things really turned out well for him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but but I can now, imagine. Yeah. Now. Right. Like. Because there's this, the word that you'll hear all the time, the algorithm. Yes. Right. And you'll hear creators mention it a lot. Um, and sometimes it sounds like an, it's an excuse to not want to do something or to do something. Totally. Um, but it is real. Even <laughs> if no one can quite identify it. No. Yeah. It's well, real. It's just like YouTube does it. It's so big. And so many like things are uploaded at so many times. Like, you know, there's like 17 million times they course of human history is uploaded to the mm-hmm. to, to the cloud like every five minutes um they have to generate like something to curate and manage that content and mm-hmm. no human being could check it all so they have like this algorithm that kind of like monitors what you watch and shows you the things that you watch and maybe some things that you'd want to watch based on mm-hmm. what you have watched yeah and that's that's the algorithm right that's the thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. and they change that algorithm based on their own internal ideas and also like what they want to do. And YouTube yeah. has always wanted to be considered a like media group. Like they want to be considered like the replacement for TV or a, a competitor to Netflix or, you know, something like that. Right. And as a result, like they have to, they have to change the way they do their operations through automation and, 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 and algorithmic like adjustment. Uh, so that they can be perceived as such. Like mm-hmm. it used to be, just you know, you just upload your your day at the zoo or your uh, you know or or 
And you still can. You, and you can still do that. But YouTube is very interested in being a place where you go to get content instead of going to like a streaming service or television. Mm -hmm. And so uh, because of that, like desire, they kind of like have to force things to move and change. And when mm -hmm. they do that, like things break and then they got to refix it. And it's just it's become this whole thing. In any case, my point being originally was that uh, now you can curate your own content. You can kind of go like, oh, well, I don't really watch like I love comic books, but I don't I don't I don't read Marvel, you know, or I don't uh -huh. read or I only read indie. Right. And so you saw the comic book YouTube space kind of fragment into like, OK, like those guys talk about comic books. But like, where's the channel that only talks about Hellboy? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, and as a result, like it splinters into a thousand or ten thousand different little channels. Mm -hmm. And there's only so many people who are watching. So it like it, it just completely fragments the audience and changes. And, mm -hmm. and then, of course, the beat rate is critical mass. And then we get a, you know, we, we get a reckoning and then things change and, you know, channels close and, you know, or, or get bought or whatever. Uh, so the world of comic book YouTube has changed and, and uh, evolved. Yes. over the last five years because of course like it's the internet you know one might say that tv almost still hasn't changed in a hundred years mm -hmm. but uh youtube has like evolved or changed like 20 times in the last five years mm -hmm. so it's just because the internet makes everything just that much more amplified and that you, know, you got to go faster mm -hmm. um it's like dog years <laughs> so yeah uh so uh, but as the winds change and as things grow so do we and uh so about a year ago now mm -hmm. we decided to make some changes of our own as i mentioned almost a year I, I don't know if it's quite no i think you're right i think like only a few months ago we said it was six months so i think we're like we're coming upon a year we're getting yes there. but we're not quite there we're not quite there uh but uh we uh well, why don't you tell them what, what 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 happened and what was uh what was the what were the challenges we were facing at that time? So it's a conversation that we had talked about for a while because really at Comic Pop we tend to agonize over some changes, but like in a good way, where it's like we need to have a real conversation about this. This is what Sal does for a full time job. Um, so it was something that wasn't made lightly. Uh, no. So the conversation was the way in which the algorithm is headed um we have our main show back issues which is it's you could look at the channel and be like well obviously that's the the main show and right. almost so that you could just call the channel back issues it's true um but um we decided that with all the other shows the much like many of the 12 that we listed earlier maybe they were hurting the channel yeah. because of the algorithm right. and the way in which the algorithm was like well you put this out and it did well but then you put these other things out and like not as many people watch them because that curated desire by um individuals utilizing youtube to like only see the things that they really want to look at well it's like i only really want to watch back issues i don't want to watch this right so that's or, in the message though yeah okay oh, no go ahead oh uh, that sends a message to youtube going like ah they don't want to watch the channel as opposed to learning like ah they don't want to watch this show <laughs> Yeah, because it used to be that YouTube really liked the variety, the diversity yes. of content. And they're like, wow, like you're a channel who makes a whole bunch of different shows. Yeah. Uh, and then they shifted to, well, if they don't watch that, if, if they don't watch every video you make as much as the last one, then it's a failure mm -hmm. or then it's not being successful it's not a viable channel and we'll we'll show it less yeah we won't recommend it to other people who may have similar interests but because they're perceiving this input in a specific light yeah it's doesn't end up working out for us so we decided that what we would do is we would break out yeah all the shows that weren't back issues to another channel and call it comic pop returns and put all of our reviews like you know off the rack goes over there so our weekly live show elseworlds exchange another live show um but then it's you know uploaded afterwards um and then also like gbu and anything else we might want to do just goes Water over page. there yeah and what it afforded our community the opportunity which initially we were like oh my gosh was this the right decision um because it, it, we went from having the main channel have at least Four or five different four, shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like three to five shows each week going up to one show a week going up. Yeah. And um expecting or hoping that our, our audience would go to this other channel 
because maybe with the main channel, if you had like off the rack or elsewhere to go up, maybe someone who doesn't normally watch it might check it out live yeah. one day. Right. But now we were saying like, OK, they're going to have to go and seek this out. Um, so we did a bit of a transitionary period. But we moved it over there. And in the long run, I, I'm fairly happy with it. I feel like Back Issues is performing as it has been. Um, so take that as you will, but right. it's no longer being hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Back issues. The, the idea was that, uh, if we put out back issues and back issues, get like, hopefully the bare minimum is 20,000 views within the first week of its release. Mm -hmm. Um, then we'd release like a live show that would get anywhere between three and 500 views during the live stream. And then about probably hopefully eight to 10,000 views within its lifetime, within its week long lifetime. Right, which um, is a nice number. It's but a nice when, number for that kind of show. But when you but if you're looking it, at that from an algorithm standpoint, they're like, oh, that's 50% or less of the audience of this show. Exactly. So mm, people must not like this. Yeah, so we basically, we, we cut the anchor off of the legs of back issues. So back issues will sink or swim based on its own merits as opposed to uh, an arbitrary algorithmic decision to hurt right. the, the main show. Well, another reason why this is helpful for us is it has helped to, like advise us to make better decisions because now we look at comic pop prime as we come to calling it, but just comic pop. Yeah. And instead of wondering if something else is hurting back issues, we can be like, okay, like, was it like a book that just didn't hit? Was it a holiday weekend? Uh, was it the timing upon which it was released on its normal day? So we can really start to make educated decisions about this because here we have this channel now that's like just this, right? Yeah. I feel like we're also, at least on that channel, seeing fewer people go, I didn't get notified of this. Right. Because that's a thing as well. If you're going to make a YouTube channel, you know, you always, if you're watching a YouTube video, more than likely, you're going to hear someone go, make sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell, right? Because that bell means like, oh, I want to get notifications from this channel. And you can determine what notifications you want to get. There's like three levels, like no, some, all. all. Um, I always go all. <laughs> all is actually, it's funny because I, I, I firmly believe there is no difference between some, some and, and no. All. Yeah. <laughs> like I think oh, it's I, either all or none. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but we used to get that a lot on comic pop like people being like oh i didn't get my back issues um notification that day and sorry there's a cat um and now i feel like we do still get it on comic pop returns because that is a newer channel and it's still finding its legs and i think youtube's trying to understand how to sort that out yes but i feel like we've seen it less on back issues which Absolutely. means that like maybe something we did might actually be working yeah and uh we saw a great strong opening for the new channel comic pop returns uh when we launched it because we mm -hmm. made a video on comic pop where we said hey there's this new channel this is where things are going to go people mm -hmm. jumped over to there we didn't see a dip in subscriber base from the main channel nope. and we saw a nice uh, chunk of people pretty much the amount of views we on average got for those shows subscribed yep. to the new channel yep. which uh which is which allows us to then experiment or try things and it doesn't hurt anybody and so yeah yeah no absolutely and it really helps us to also make the content that people are looking for like if youtube is correct and people are going to channels because it's like i'm looking for either very specific content like i want a type of show from this individual or group or like you know there are there are instances where people just like the people they just yeah. like that the people there and that's what they want to see right but like it helps us to ensure that like we're putting out the content that our audience is looking for. That doesn't mean we can't try things, but it does mean that, you know, we're better providing a service. Like, do we want to just make content that we want to make? For sure. But we also want to make sure that we're pairing that with content that we know our audience is looking for because we do care about our community. Absolutely. Well, and, and we know that like, while the main audience should always be yourself when you first start producing content, mm -hmm. uh, you should any YouTube guru or even YouTube themselves will tell you that, you know, listen to your audience. And if you're making something that they don't watch or they don't want to watch, mm -hmm. don't expect don't expect success because they're not, you know, you're not catering to the audience that you're trying to reach. And maybe mm -hmm. there like isn't quite an audience there. I, I'm still firmly believe in the in the belief that like 
we are we are the best is yet to come in terms of our like uh the, our reach like that we just I, need I, that one little thing but, i hope so but in the um, meantime i'm fine with this like it's not like i'm waiting for a payday like this is this is go this is good yeah <laughs> what we're doing right now i'm, I'm very pleased with it um, right and i like that the only thing that the only limitation should uh, should be our own desires and and in creativity mm-hmm. oh for sure now at this point, you might be wondering, like, what does this have to do if I want to start a YouTube channel? Like, what well, does this mean true. for me? Oh, sure, that's a good question. Well, uh, in that case, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't model your channel off of Comic Pop, uh, just because there's there seems to be a critical mass. But uh, you, I think that in the scope of our approach, you know, there are lessons to be learned about making your own channel, and that's mm-hmm. being aware of you know, what you want to make. Uh, mm-hmm. If you, there are there are people out there, very successful people on YouTube who went, I want to be the most successful YouTuber. Like yeah. that was their goal. Yeah. And they studied the algorithm and they worked very hard and they figured out like all these little things and they succeeded and they did it. And it's like, and, and it's a revelation for them. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's paying dividends. Um, but I think that if your goal is something as esoteric as I want to be the best that ever, like no one ever was, um, <laughs> it, you will find that you can only get a couple of seasons out of that before you lose your steam. Uh, mm-hmm. and it needs to be specific. You need to be like, I want to make this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what's interesting about that, of course, is like being open and willing and honest with yourself to be like, that might change over time. Right. Right. Um, and the question is like, what do you do then? Uh, our colleague Benny, the comic historian, uh, when he gets the least bit weary or tired or like, or, or or finds another interest, what he doesn't do is take what he has and then forces that audience to try and watch it. He'll go, okay, no, I'm, I, if I want to be fulfilled and I want to make this thing, I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna make that. Mm-hmm. And he created like five different channels over the last two years, uh, and. You know, some of them worked out, some of them didn't. And for him, he's like, well, if they didn't work out, that's fine. You know, yeah. I, but I did it and I tried it and I, I'm thankful for it. Exactly. And that's for us as well. And that's for you. Like, that's a lesson for everybody out there where it's like, be honest with yourself about what you want to make mm-hmm. and don't force it. Yeah. And like what you expect to get out of it, because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like that's something that maybe not enough uh, folk who want to start something creative like this um, ask themselves, like, what are you honestly looking to get out of it and it's okay to be honest especially if you're being honest with yourself or like in a journal or like whatever like if it's just something where you're like okay like i just want to make like stories and share something that's fine but if you're honestly like i want to make this and like be famous and grow a community and make money off of this that's fine put it down that way you know what you're looking to get and then you can like try to adjust your trajectory and plan to that yeah if you are someone who's just like i'm just doing this for fun or like right. i just want to hang out with my friends and do something like if you want to start a, like a video podcast or a podcast and throw it up on youtube or spotify or anywhere like that if your goal is just like i just like hanging out with my friends and i want to give this a shot and like if something comes a bit great fine you know what then no matter what happens you're going to be excited with what you end up with even if it doesn't find like a huge audience you're gonna feel satisfied with that but if you are someone who's like you know what i want this to be a business and i want to make something out of it then you're going to have to find either work for yourself and only have you or find people who are willing to put that time and effort in because the friend angle may not work then (laughs) no (laughs) because they not that may not be their goal that may not be their desire to do that as well but like that's why one of the first steps is be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. it's okay you don't have to tell anybody necessarily, but like yeah. be honest with yourself what your expectations are. Exactly, exactly, and be willing and open to uh, to change. You mm-hmm. know, as things go, uh, not mm-hmm. to change based on the wins, but rather change because when you know it's right for you, when mm-hmm. it's time. Uh, there are a lot of uh, dedicated members of our audience, like I said, out there who uh, asked us some questions. I thought we'd spend some time and just jump into that but if there's oh, any sure. before we do let's let's like transition from the like this is who, who we were who we are mm-hmm. where we went and how you can find your own footing mm-hmm. uh let's wrap that up by being like listen out there uh if you want to make your own channel you want to make your own podcast uh you know tiffany had a great point about being honest with yourself and about writing it down and and, and creating clear defined goals mm-hmm. um 
Also, learning as much as you can, knowing the business, knowing the space that you're getting into, not even business, throw that away, just the, just mm-hmm. the, the space you're getting into. You know, if you want to be successful or excited and playing with like TikTok or YouTube or, you know, Twitch, learn everything you can about that space. Because mm-hmm. as much as um, there are outliers who make what they want when they want on their schedule and they're successful, they are the outliers. They are the exceptions to the rule. They, yep. They succeeded because of something, not necessarily just because of like good old fashioned American gumption, but just also because of like a viral video or a time mm-hmm. period when like something that they talked about was particularly exciting or or, or yep. popular. You know, don't use the exceptions to the rule as your exception to the rule. Like mm-hmm. learn the space. How does YouTube work? What are what what's what are the like basic baseline me- like methods to have someone watch a TikTok video you made, mm-hmm. you know, learn from everyone else. Don't make as many, you don't, you don't have to make as many mistakes because thousands of people already made those mistakes and you can learn from them. Oh, for sure. I would also say though, like a couple of things. Um, one, if you want to do this, just do it. I know it's really easy yeah. for someone to tell you that it's another thing to do it yourself. I, uh, I've, I often fall victim of that being like, Oh yeah, I want to do this thing. And then years go by and I haven't done this thing. And guess what? Instead of regretting doing it, I regret not doing it almost exactly. every time. Right. Two, um, the mistakes that Sal's talking about, like, yeah, try to avoid them, but, but make them because right. you're not going to learn to be better without making them. So that's why it's like, just start, just yeah. do it. Like, even if you don't have the best setup or like, you know, oh, I got to spend, like, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money and get a microphone. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money and get like a, a webcam or, you know, a setup behind you, your background, just start because yep. you need to make mistakes to find out whether or not you actually want to do this or yeah. this is the path you want to go down. And then you can invest from there if you find a niche that you enjoy or fits in with those goals that you set earlier. Um, there's a, a YouTuber I really enjoy. His name's Struthless. And he does a lot of like um, life lesson kind of things. But he's got the 70% rule. Like when he's 70% happy with something or like it, it he puts it out. Because mm. you know what? That last 30%. To try to get to 100% happy with something or have 100% perfect, you're never going to do it. That's fair. You're never going to do it. Um, and it's okay because you know what? Like no one else is going to notice. Right. I can't tell you like I, you know, I've done graphic design. I, I've done, I did make videos for my job. And I can't tell you how many things like I'll agonize over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to fix this. But you know what? I'm on, a, I'm on a deadline. So it has to be submitted. And those things that bothered me, they don't bother those people. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that like I shouldn't strive to be better, but next time I'm going to work towards that. This time right. I got to put it out. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. There's an old uh, quote regarding making content that you're dissatisfied with, but n- the audience at large not noticing it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a quote that uh, is actually attributed to somebody else, but the, it's George Lucas who said, films are never completed. They're only abandoned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a pretty dour way to look at it. But it's also yeah. like he aba- like for him, he abandoned a new hope to just kind of like put it out there. Uh, and it became a phenomenon that is beloved by everybody. And every right. time he tried to go back and change history, he made it worse. Yeah, like, it's the, the idea know, is to move forward. Yeah, you got you got to do it um, and you got to rip the bandaid off. And it's going to for some people, they're going to not care and just going to put it out there and you're going to be like, move on and, and learn from it. And other people, you're going to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just put that out there. Oh, I'm embarrassed by it, whatever. Yeah. You know how many things that we've done in the past where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm a little yeah. embarrassed by that, what, what we made, what I put out there. Like, but that was you years ago. This is you now. Exactly. And like, if you're, if you're like, oh, I really want to start this thing and you've wanted to start it for a while, I want you to imagine yourself five years from now and put yourself in a position of like, I started it or I didn't start it and then see how you feel about it. That's and fair. like, even if it failed, you did it. Yeah. Or you could be like, I never did it. Oops. Right. Missed my chance. Now I can't, or I don't have an opportunity or whatever. All right. That's all. That's my final say on, on all that. I guess. It's a, good, it's a good point. Hopefully if you walk away from anything, I think that's the one to walk away from. Uh, so over on our Patreon, we had a couple of questions. Uh, crazy okay. wild. Chris asked uh, favorite back issues to record, but least favorite book you've done. Um, I did not like strange. Yes, but I had a good time with that. That's I'd fair. also say, um, oh, what was that Ghost Rider Venom book we did? Uh, Spirits of Venom. 
Spirits of Venom. I did not like Spirits of Venom, but we had such a good time with that. Agreed. Yeah. Um, in terms of favorite to record, because I was going to say there's a. Oh, there's I thought it was simultaneous. I thought you had to be both. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't think okay. I. I don't know if I have one of those where I'm like, I. Hate, oh, Future State or oh, Future gonna... Future's End. I was, I thought you'd say omit. Oh yeah, one moment in time was rough. Uh, as far as the book is, but the episode is fantastic. But yeah, Future's End was one of those books where I'm like, this sucks. Um, or at least I couldn't, I couldn't get excited about it. But mm-hmm. it was a really, it was a big blast to mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, Chris Wolf, uh, favorite comic book shop to visit for de- for deals and favorite overall. Now this is uh, very region specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, definitely. Um, what's your favorite to to just visit? Uh, there's so many. I love visiting new shops, uh, but I, I do have some old staples. Like I do. I love visiting, uh, you know, if I'm in Wayne, I go to Zap Comics. If mm-hmm. I'm in uh, Dover, I go to uh, Dewey's Comic City. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the Fortress of Solitude up in Newark. Yeah, uh, that was an incredible shop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash is always a fun visit uh, because it's not just a comic book store. It's also like a museum. Yeah. Um, We've gotten some very good deals at uh, Comic Fortress. Yeah, Comic Fortress is a lot of a lot of good deals um, there. And one of my favorites to visit is Phantasm over mm-hmm. in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Easily, uh, I, I just really like that shop. I like yeah. the town too. It doesn't that definitely helps. But like the shop itself, it's I think it's well curated. Um, they have an extensive back issues collection and a secondary warehouse location. So sometimes yeah. they open that up. But like if you need something, give them a they'll call. Have they, it. They'll find it for you. Uh, they also have a great uh, dollar book like option sometimes. Yeah. So like, keep an eye out for them. Yeah. Uh, Noah says video. You had the most fun recording. Uh, I think honestly, one of the most fun recordings that we had recently was uh, our matrix parody. I was uh, just going to say onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. For our, yeah. for our onslaught episode. I think each of us at comic pop has like this itch to make like movies, um, yes. but none of us really have the skills <laughs> to do so. Um, so when we have a chance to like dabble and pretend like we're filmmakers um, and like really put the talent on display because you wouldn't necessarily guess or know it from Ethan, but like he's great at improv and he's like a really fun like actor to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Corey wants to know your favorite character that you didn't like or didn't know about before doing the show. Uh, that's an interesting question because uh, there aren't too many characters that we did where I was like, I don't know them, but there are characters that I didn't care for. And um, I don't know if I'd, I've necessarily changed my opinion about most of them, but I will say that I was surprised based on doing the channel, how much love there was for Ben Riley. Um, from when I started reading comics to when I started talking about them. Yeah. Uh, if it's ones that we don't, if we can say that we still don't like, but we didn't know about before doing the channel, Red Ghost. You're right. You didn't even know he existed. And I didn't know he existed. And I was a happier person when I, when I, right. <laughs> now what's, what's your issue now? Of course, if you're not familiar with the Red Ghost, uh, <laughs> he's a fantastic four villain who uh, is a, uh, originally a Russian communist, uh-huh. who has uh, mastery over an army of hyper-intelligent apes. Yeah, and, like, I get it. I get, like, the, like, references, because, like, every time I say I don't like him because his name and the whole power set doesn't really jive for me, there's always someone who's like, well, it's red because of this, and it's ghosts because of that, and it's apes because of that. Listen, I get it. I, yeah, I get, get it. why he's called the I red get ghost. It. But, like, it, his thing is he's an old man who has power over apes. He's really easy to take down. Well, and his powers aren't really related to apes. Like it's just, and he's a red ghost. What's the ape angle? Like that, it's like and two like the, different things. Uh, yep. People will say it's like, oh, because of like, you know, th- this very, I, I think someone said once it's because of this very specific thing. Like, I don't know if it's an experiment or something like that, whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm still like, I'm just not buying it. <laughs> I'm just not buying it. I think it's just because comic books have a thing about apes. I think so. Yeah, no. And <laughs> that's a metric you can like set your watch to that. Uh, yep. If you put an ape on your cover, you at least at a certain time, probably about like five or six decades ago. Uh, yeah. You, you could you would guaranteed sale increase. <laughs> uh, Miles wants to know what your favorite non Marvel or DC book that we've covered on back issues was. And are there any third party books that we'd like to cover in the future? 
Uh, I'm going to guess that doesn't necessarily count Vertigo because Vertigo is under DC. So I can't really say Sandman because that was a book that I was like, well, we're going to do. And I don't I don't think it's going to do well, but I really wanted to talk about it with you guys. And yep. it, it was one of easily one of my favorite episodes. Um, I think it may be Saga. It's got to be um, Saga. The, it has to be Saga uh, when we made Ben cry. Um, and like Ethan, and I had such a great moment between the two of us realizing it was happening because nothing like that had ever happened before nope. on the couch. Nope. And I was pretty new to hosting at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, for me, it has to be Saga. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we'll see that come back in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. But are there any other third party books besides Saga you want to cover in the future that you want to bring to the table? Um, I think Black Label technically counts because there's other books like The Nice House on the Lake. Yes, um, yes. But, uh, but that's also under DC. I don't know. It's hard to to guess with that. I, another favorite of mine was Witches. Yeah, that Witches. I didn't expect to have the reaction it did from overall, and not necessarily on the couch. It was. We were in a, a location for that one. But for the yeah. future, uh, I mean, I'd love to cover some of the boom books. I just don't know how they're going to be received um, yeah. because I've had like a real infatuation with um, Once in Future. Yeah. Uh, something's Killing the Children. Uh, I'd love to maybe one day do something with when it's finished. Um, the Me You Love in the Dark. Right. There's yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, yeah. We did Sailor Moon. I, I I do kind of wish we could do a little more manga and feel safe about it. Um, but you, we never know. It's it's easier to work with um, if there's a copyright claim on a channel. If it's within the continental United States, it's a little easier to to deal with that and, and get through it um, yeah. than to add like a whole other country set of like laws and rules. It's just kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Kieran Sick wanted to know, and this is an interesting question because it speaks to our uh, approach to um, success and, uh, you know, views and stuff on the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how has lowering views slash popularity on the more out there books affected your like perspective? Um, and that's in particular to like uh, lately we've noticed and you know, we talked about like changes in the algorithm and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I've noticed and actually it's one of those like it's not really a, a secret, but across the board, uh, comic book YouTube as a whole hasn't gotten worse. In fact, I've I've been doing some interesting internal math and like everybody's doing fine. Everyone's <laughs> growing like more. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Sip fire. But like <laughs> it is fine in terms of like everyone who is on track makes is doing as well as they were and is growing more than they're losing views subscribers etc okay but but not as quickly and not as voluminously per quarter per period right so like used to be you know if you had a successful video you'd guarantee a certain number of growth Mm -hmm. and now that number proportionately to your size is like half or less than half right it's just lower. Uh, and I have I have theories on that. I'd like to hear your theory on that, actually. Um, I think it's a combination <laughs> of two things. I believe it's uh, just fatigue overall. Um, That's fair. I, I, I've experienced it with my own fatigue with like a YouTube channel that like I, I'll love, I'll love, I'll love. And I'll watch it like for like over a year. Right. And yeah. then one day I'll just kind of wane from watching the, like every video they put out. Yep. I've noticed that. I, I just oh, get yeah. fatigued. And then I tend to come back. But mm-hmm. not always. Sometimes I just drop them. No, I noticed um, that that's a very strong thing that exists in the YouTube space where it's like you will love a channel and then just drop it. Mm-hmm. And the important thing in our space is that we continuously remind the potential audience that we exist and yep. have new blood come in. Oh, uh, for sure. Because turnover is a thing. It's real. Yeah. It's real. And I, that leads me to my next point. Um, I think right now in a space in which a, the juggernaut of TikTok exists, yeah. I think a lot of uh, attention is split yes. to there. Um, and that that is uh, not necessarily just saying only a younger audience, because I think it, everyone, any age range can be on TikTok, but an overwhelming number of younger audience members are over there. Uh, totally. So if a channel is reliant on that age range, you may be seeing less growth from that right now. Who knows? I'm not saying that, like, I'm not going to be the person who says, like, TikTok's going to go in like a year because literally nobody knows nope. we've seen things like tiktok in the past come around and it just wasn't the right time i think tiktok took the lessons from the past have learned from them have incorporated um 
a lot of other social media platform ideas behind it and just happened to hit at this perfect moment. Yeah. Um, when the world was stuck at home, uh, in particular, I think that helped. they were already big. Yeah. That made them, but it blew something totally different. Yeah. Um, It changes the whole conversation. I mean, like Instagram and YouTube have both integrated TikTokian like trappings into their mm -hmm. system. We also, we, we have a channel called comic pop shorts because we make content over on TikTok, and it's the same format as like Instagram's reels as TikTok and as, as, as YouTube to YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, here you go yeah. because the language by which people communicate with videos now is shifting or changing mm-hmm. or, or at the very least adding that element of like, it's a few seconds, you know? And when you make it, when you make a podcast or you talk about a thing for an hour, you know, the language is going to be very different. You're not going to be talking to the same audience. Right. Um, right. So that's, that's shifted as well. But so I, I think that's a big factor as well. I think it is for sure. Um, and then in terms of like how it affects, how will, um, think about a book like I said like we don't want to be a channel that's only ju- like you know gauged by numbers yes. but we also have much like I told you to write down your goals if you want to make this we have our own goals yes. um, and so we do want to hit those but that doesn't mean that like we'll never do like your favorite esoteric character ever it just might mean it's going to take a little longer yeah because if we have something that doesn't perform as well you know we're going to want to try to again appease the algorithm and get people uh to have that the video recommended to them again so that we could do the whole turnover thing so it does like color our perspective on like okay like maybe we don't do something that's wild and out there but occasionally we'll do and then we're surprised exactly um, it, yeah you never know it's almost know. like you have no idea <laughs> it, well that's very true and and that's the thing is like the only w- the only time we ever want to give advice about make, making your own channel or starting mm-hmm. your your own creative endeavors I'm, we're giving you tools not a map because yeah, we, we can't possibly give you a map because we don't know exactly what each of you wants to do right and honestly neither does anybody else and no. They, you know, there are cottage industries developed for how to like show you the way and then you'll be like surprised that it doesn't work. And it's like mm-hmm. you could have everything right. It's Picard has a great quote. What was it? Uh, it's possible to make no mistakes and still lose. Yeah, it's not a weakness. That's life. And yep. it's like, it's true. You could know all the tricks and still not succeed. And it's just because it was the wrong time mm-hmm. or you have the wrong face or yeah, it was on the wrong interface or you know what I mean? Like it's just it's yeah. it's really arbitrary, but it's mm-hmm. and that's very frustrating. But like creativity is not easy. It's it's not, and you're gonna have to take your lumps, unfortunately. But like each time you do, like it's hard because I've experienced I think we've all experienced mm-hmm. it, but like that those lumps that that quote unquote failure, um, don't make failure like a, like a bad word. Don't make it a four letter word. Like don't make it something that's super scary. It's, it's an opportunity to learn and whether or not that's an opportunity to learn in what you're doing right now or an opportunity to learn for something else in your future. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, the story man wants to know how we pick the books we cover. And it's a great question because, Mm -hmm. uh, like the arbitrary nature that I just (laughs) described, it's very similar in, in that respect. Um, I will occasionally like I, I usually pick the books, but you'll <laughs> since you host the show as well. Um, sometimes you'll pick them. Sometimes I'll pick them for you where I'm like, you got to talk about this book. Yeah, because um, it'll be something it used to be before you and I were doing off the rack together. Uh, it would just be something random. I read. I'd be like, oh, I just read this like read this like crazy book. And I'll yeah. describe it to you. And you'll be like, we should do that. That's a show. Um, uh, and now that we're re- doing off the rack, there are books that I'll be reading. Like, for example, in, in current history, uh, Batman Reptilian that like by the end of it you're like well that's a show we got to do this that's got to be an episode we got to do this um but there'll still be moments where like because uh sal collect wizard magazines and i'll be looking through them and i'll see like (laughs) an old advertisement um from that and i'll be like oh i kind of want to read this and then sal will very lovingly go and find it for me or i'll find it for myself um we did batman dead man like that because I just saw an ad for it. I was like, oh, that looks crazy. And it was a great episode. I had a good time with it. It was. It was a really fun episode. So it could be as, as simple as that or yeah. something where it's like, you know. So oh, like, sometimes we try to coordinate it with like movie releases and mm-hmm. it doesn't really always work. It rarely we kind of have a bump. like laid off from doing that. Yeah. But like if it's such a huge fan, like Spider-Man, obviously, if there's a Spider-Man movie, I'm going to do a Spider-Man book. Well, it does. Uh, it helps too that that's a character you're passionate about. It's true. I, yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, Jan wants to know if we still have an interest in writing comics and what comics would we like to work on? Um, yeah, I always want to like do that. I come from a background of creating. I, I used to make movies. I used to make comic books. And uh, uh, I do enjoy creating in that respect. I haven't had a minute to really just sit down and like come up with a story. But sometimes ideas will just strike me and I'll write them down. Um, and there are plenty of them. Uh, it's just a question of like actually having the, the the rediscovering those muscles and exercising them to the point where I can actually like tell a story uh, right. the way I want to. You? Um, I mean, I'm not a writer. I'm just not. I'm not that. I'm not very good with writing. It's just one of those like skills I don't have, right? Yeah. Um, but do I would I love to be able to to tell a story like that? Absolutely. Do I think that I have any right to do that? Probably not. Sure but you do. but uh I mean like as much as anyone else. Like I don't think because of what we do that yeah. I have any more right to tell a story than any person watching this right now. Um, but much like I was saying earlier about how like don't be afraid to do it, just go for it. This is my thing. This yeah. is the one where I'm like, oh, I'd love to do this. And I've been saying, oh, I'd love to do this for years. And yep. I haven't. So, like, do I regret wasting that time? Yeah, a little bit. I just got to take that step to, like, get beyond that and exactly. just do it. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, just to do it. So that's my version of what you might be feeling right now for making a channel. Yeah. Uh, Otis wants to know if we have any creators, uh, any collaborators with other creators coming up. Um, and that's an interesting question because um, we dedicate our Elseworlds Exchange podcast show to talking to comic book creators sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also try to incorporate more creators into Off the Rack so they can like plug their books and stuff. And I, yeah. I, I, I've been really asleep at the wheel as far as that's concerned lately, only because availability and Substack have actually changed a lot of the discourse in that regard. Oh, for sure. And not only that, but I'd say that like, this is like become con season now, apparently yeah. through December. So it's apparently. a little harder with creative sometimes, like sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but as far as it, but so in that regard, no, I don't have any creator interviews planned, but if you mean like the true spirit of like YouTube collabs, uh, mm -hmm. then yes, we have actually a, an unprecedented surprise very brief cameo coming up on our episode on our holiday episode of back issues which uh you won't believe you won't believe and it's not alan moore don't it's not a comic book creator it's so. not it's a it's a um colleague colleague like, what's yeah. the word <laughs> we might have multiple colleagues on that episode you never Ooh. know but uh but watch out for that holiday episode mm -hmm. um what was it uh Double A batteries. What are books that you'd really like to cover, but because of the numbers, you couldn't justify dedicating an episode of back issues towards? Um, now, Double A batteries is a great point because, like, the problem is we want to do what we want to do, but if it doesn't work, if the audience at large says we don't really want to watch this, mm -hmm. can't justify doing or dedicating that much time or energy to it because I want to stick around so that we can be successful enough to be able to do that down the line like yeah so if if i prefer or lean towards like batman or spider-man more popular characters in favor of less popular characters it's only to preserve the status quo long enough to succeed like in the long term because if i do a bunch of like really fun but like niche characters all you know in a in a row Mm -hmm. It might tank the channel to the point where it's like, well, I can't do this anymore. So you'll never see those books. Right. You'll never see more of those books. So, mm -hmm. and, and when I say tank the channel, I, I, I don't believe that it necessarily would, but it, it needs YouTube. You need the shot in the arm of success or a very popular video more frequently now than ever in mm -hmm. order to maintain your space. So yeah. That being said though, are there any characters that you'd like to, to do that? You're just like, we're, we can't. Um, yeah. There's so many, yeah. so many indie books. I mean, like we would have already done something's killing the children, paper girls, uh, once in future, um, mm -hmm. more Sandman would have been done. Saga would have already been fit. We would have been caught up by now if we, yeah. if it didn't matter. Um, all those indie books, Hellboy, we would have done a whole episode about at this point mm -hmm. because we decided to, that we were open to doing that again. Um, I would have loved to have done like Savage Dragon um, just by virtue of people's reaction to it. Uh, Wildcats would be a thing we'd easily have done. Like yeah. old image books. Shadowhawk would have been a character I would have covered at some point. <laughs> Sleepwalker. I'm kidding. Sleepwalker would have been a book I would have done. Yeah, <laughs> are you kidding me? If it doesn't matter, we would have done Shadow Man from Valiant. That would have been a book we would yeah, have done. Uh, Quantum sure. Woody was a book I wanted to do at some point, but we never yeah. got around to it. Uh, there's so much. But uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. I believe you're right. 
So what I want to do is I want to uh, thank everybody for watching. I want to thank you so much for checking us out over at youtube.com slash compop. Tiffany, uh, why don't you end the show for us? Tell us, uh, tell us any, any closing thoughts. Um, I guess my closing thought, like I said, is if you want to do this, just get going. Get like Write it down, figure out your goals, and then just get going. Give it a shot. Give yourself a goal. Say, I'm going to make six episodes of my show. There you go. And then reassess and see and how don't it's even going. And don't even share them. Just make them. You don't them. have to. Just make them. Just absolutely just make them and see where you want to go next. But like, don't wait. Don't give wait. it a try. Thanks a lot for watching. And thank you very much to C2E2 for having us. See you next time. Bye.